What's good? Today I didn't have a specific topic that I wanted to cover. I just have a bunch of notes that I've been writing down. I'm just going to go through them, see if I can get through all of them. Uh, just little things that might start a conversation. I'm hoping that it will spark something and just help you get a little bit more information, even if it's just one small point. So the first point is um, I want to give you a rights organization, what type of right they handle, as well as just a simple example of, of, of each of them. So performance rights. Handled by Samro. An easy example is Radio Play. Your song plays on radio, you get money from Samro. Cool. Um, mechanical rights, handled by Capasso. And um, an example of that would be your music being synced to a soapy, um, a show on TV. Right. Needle time rights. Um, this one is handled by Sampra. And is an example of this would be anybody who was involved in the recording of the song. So if you are the artist and you've brought in five backup singers, their names might not feature as the artist on the track. Therefore, they're not going to earn. Um, they're not going to earn a performance royalty. They won't earn a mechanical royalty, but they can earn needle time um, royalties just by being the fact that they're in studio. Another another weird example I came across just this afternoon when I was going through the Sampra website was the studio producer is also technically performing when they're in studio and they're also entitled to needle time rights. I still need to do uh, quite a bit more research on needle time and Sampra. It's not a place that I've, I've dealt a lot with, but it is a place where there is a royalty that can be uh, that can be paid to you um, yeah, so that is, that's something that I'm going to look into more and I'll give you information as I learn it, as I experience it myself. Second point, uh, last, uh, last week I did a voice note on Samro and I saw that they placed a split confirmation sheet. Um, if you go to the form that you're supposed to download, there's a fifth sheet, there's a fifth form and that's got confirmation split. If you run a studio... I think it's a good idea for you to have copies of that printed out and just keep them in a cupboard somewhere. Um, if you're an artist, also just keep a, a soft copy of it as well. That way, whenever you do a track, you can take this sheet. It's a little, it would be a little bit weird if you walk into the studio session with that sheet, uh, but you know sometimes it's, it's it's the easiest thing to do. But what you can do is once the track is done and you've had the conversation with all the other artists, and the music producer involved on the track, you guys can all write your names down. You'll write the percentages and people will sign next to it so they can acknowledge. Look, it's not going to be the be-all, end-all of, you know, um, contracts. It's not really anything massive. It's just so that you, you're you all aware of exactly who is getting what because too often I've seen people get annoyed, get angry, get confused because they see a percentage and they don't know what to make of it. Um, sometimes they feel it's too small. Sometimes people just don't understand. So keep a copy of that. At least familiarize yourself with um, just, ha just having some kind of a split sheet that you're working with. Um, the next thing would be it's just something geared to producers. I've spoken to a few producers about getting their music onto TV and having that as another way to make some income. 
Um, the first thing that I would say is it's fairly difficult. It is fairly long-term. It's a long-term process. It can take you years to build up a catalog that's good enough, big enough, um, that you're earning a decent amount from TV. Um, it personally took me like, what, six, maybe seven years to get a decent amount of um, of, of revenue from it. But just if you're looking to get into that world, the first thing that I'd say is just have a look at the Capasso website because you're going to be dealing with a lot of syncing. Learning Capasso, learning the, the learning the website is going to be very, very important for you. Um, I'd also say download the rate card there. There's a lot of information in there. Um, if you go through the rate card, by the time you get to the end of the rate card, you'll kind of understand um, how licensing works with regards to getting your stuff on TV. Uh, outside of that, I do have a voice note for getting placements. Um, it is a three-part series voice note. Uh, you can contact me and then I can, I'll send that through to you. Uh, next point is just um, to make mention that Facebook ads are still relatively cheap. Um, people aren't necessarily sure about how to make Facebook ads work. People aren't sure whether humans are still using Facebook. Uh, I can confirm it is still heavily used. I actually think it is still the biggest um, the biggest social media platform out there at the moment. Uh, the numbers might be different from country to country, but what's nice about Facebook is if you do targeted ads, you can target people on Facebook as well as Instagram. And just because you're putting 500 Rand down doesn't mean the moment you put the 500 Rand into your advert or your sponsored post that the 500 Rand disappears straight away. When your ad is accepted, because remember it goes to Facebook, they have to check and make sure that, is, that it complies to their laws. Um, and once they accept that, then from there, it, the ad starts to deliver to people. And depending on how people consume the ad, you'll get billed. So if you find that 20 Rand into your ad, you're confused about something, or something isn't working, you can stop your ad, and you've only spent 20 Rand of your 500 Rand. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to you know, worry that 500 Rand is just going to disappear. It's not how it works. Um, yeah, so definitely get into that. The prices are getting, it is getting more expensive as it becomes more competitive, but it is still quite cheap enough that you can experiment. If you get 600 bucks, you can experiment quite nicely on Facebook ads. Next one, um, royalties, right? I just wanted to just make mention that when it comes to dishing out royalties, you, you everybody who had a hand in the work, everybody who contributed something is entitled. I use the word entitled quite seriously because... Um, I've had people come up to me and be like, hey man, um, we'll work together and I'll give you 50% of the royalties. I'm like, no, I'm entitled to that. I made the music. You came to me, we both contributed to this. Therefore, I'm entitled to, to a portion of it. You're entitled to a portion of it. There's no leader in that situation when it comes to rights and royalties. If we really want to pull rank, I can quickly... Uh, I can quickly say to you that it is, um, it, it, while it was standard practice that um, you have a producer, they have standard share of 50%, an artist would have a standard share of 50%. From that point onwards, if you bring more artists into it, they eat into the artist's share. If you bring more producers into the picture, they eat into the producer's share. That's how it was traditionally, but with the advent of independence, it's kind of changed things a little bit. Sometimes people have different deals going on, but at the end of the day, Everybody who contributed to the track is entitled to royalties. Cool. Last point is um, artists, especially artists. Music producers can sometimes be 
um, lack of a better term, just unreliable with data. The amount of people who've come to me to get stuff redone is, it's huge, especially this year. Um, people are having issues where it's the same story. So-and-so, I was working with so-and-so, my hard drive crashed, whatever the case might be, and now I've lost everything. Or all I have is this, you know, I have a wave file left, or I just have the beat, I need to redo the track, all because a computer crashed, or someone left, or someone got into an argument, someone doesn't want to answer your calls anymore. It's, it, the story is, um, the story, it changes a little bit, but it's usually the same thing. They just cannot get a hold of the data. What you need to do as an artist, if you're going into a studio session, get yourself some kind of a drive. Whether it's a small hard drive, take a flash drive even with you. Have your laptop at home, take a flash drive to your studio session and get a copy of whatever you've recorded and keep a copy with you just in case. Go one better and start your, uh, use your Google Drive. You get 15 gigs free. You can take whatever information you've gotten, whatever recordings you have, and you keep them in your possession. That way, five years down the line, you have to go knock on the door of your music producer to figure out what's going on. Music producers, same story. Get onto uh, Google Drive and back your stuff up so that even if your computer does crash, you're not in a situation where you don't have anything. It's it's quite simple. It's quite easy to do. I tell people to do the same with their phones as well in case they get stolen or lost. And it can save you a hell of a lot of trouble. You don't have to rewrite all those lyrics again into your phone just because you haven't backed them up. So, yeah, that's just a couple of things that I, um, I wanted to touch on. If you have any questions, let me know and we can go into it a little bit more or I can just, you know, I can refer you to a, a place that might give you more information. Peace.